We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm Sean Anderson, your host of the CHGO White Sox postgame show. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. Why are you guys laughing? Literally screaming. Oh, I'm sorry. My <laughs> yeah. I can, uh, in my peripheral, like the mic checks, guys. Yeah, I can see Steven just like, ugh. <laughs> just reel back because he got the headphones on. These are the boys. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. Hi. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Uh, we are being produced today by um, Stephen Nicholas, who uh, he did say that we are his favorite. So uh, shout out to Stephen. Uh, he's our favorite as well. Uh, you could tell all the other producers that we, we said that. Um, but... Uh, Oh, now you're making faces. Hey, go go right back. with that it's part right. of it, um, <laughs> Stephen. I want to I want to go to you real quick because obviously you could tell from my energy, everybody, um, that we are coming to you live <laughs> after a White Sox loser, five to two. Um, now seven to sixteen on the year. Mm-hmm. Nine, Not good. Nine games nine. below five hundred. And uh, Stephen, I, I asked you right before the podcast started if you've done mostly every team here at CHGO, whether post-game or podcast. Um, you, you haven't done the soccer teams. But right now, because you are a Sox fan, you're here mostly every game with yeah. us. Is, is this the toughest season so far that you've had to watch out of any team? I'm going to say yes, just because I did all the Blackhawks post-game shows this past season, except you expected them to be terrible, if not the worst in the NHL. I didn't expect this to be this bad. I expected them to be... 500, maybe a little bit better, but we're talking nine games under 500 right now, and we're not even a month into the season. It's it's terrible. This is the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's it's horrible. Wow. I feel awful. It's bad. Um, and we started with such laughter and such smiles. We yes. did, and, and that's why I tried to so quick try to here. yell at everybody because you know we're excited that you're here. Make sure you're hitting the like button, uh, subscribing to CHGO. It's not our fault that the White Sox keep losing. But Vinny, you you asked me like right before we started this, uh, you know, right before the game was over, um, just what what was the lowest or the most games there below 500? And I thought it was four for the longest time. Uh, you did uh, deeper research than I did. You actually found uh, five, yeah. uh, five games uh, below 500. <laughs> but this is worse than last year, technically. Like, they didn't have a stretch of 23 games where they were be- nine games below 500 at any point. 
they were never more than five games below 500 all year last year. And I understand that the disappointment from last year stemmed mostly from the fact that in the preseason, us and plenty of other people were talking about them as a World Series caliber team, and then they went out there and they played 500 baseball. That's a far cry from that. This year, probably a large majority of folks were not thinking um, you know, that dreamily about uh, this team's fortunes by the end of the year. And yet, here we are, like you said, Stephen, not even a month into the season, and they are almost twice as low as they were at their lowest point last year. Mm-hmm. Their lowest point last year, five games under 500. They are today nine games under 500. Um, I think we spent a lot of time last year talking about how, hey, it's obviously possible for them to play differently or play better than they have been for fill in the blank of whatever stretch you want to point to, but look at this hole they've created for themselves that they're going to have to dig out of. And we were talking about a hole that was three games under 500, around 500, just because you're back of the Cleveland Guardians, you know, what it was, we were looking up in, in, in September and saying they're within reach. They, they you know, yeah. the, um, they are nine games under 500 right now. And by no means is the AL Central uh, championship out of reach. If you look at the standings today, you'll see that. Um, but that gap's getting bigger, and the number of games below 500 they are uh, is getting larger. Uh, they've lost five games in a row. They are nine games under 500. Well, and I'll throw this out to you, Herb. Um, mm-hmm. This is from Cut 4 uh, back in 2018, so I'm not sure if this has been updated or if there's been a team that has a, a larger comeback. Uh, but you go to... Uh, the largest, the best division comeback since 2000. Uh, the 2007 Phillies, eight and a half games back uh, on June 2nd. So, I mean, obviously the White Sox aren't that back yet in the, mm-hmm. the loss column, yep. uh, but six games back already. I mean, are they going to be putting themselves in, in that territory? I mean, at some point, maybe the Jets will turn on, but uh, again, like, how, how long can you free fall? We're saying that this division is bad, but currently the Twins are out there battling and beating the New York Yankees to make the White Sox... Six games back if the Yankees don't come back. I think it's a five to nothing lead right now for the Twins in the seventh inning. So, yeah, it's time for them to stem what's going on for the White Sox right now, or else we're going to be done by April. And most people who are listening are like, we're done, Herb. Stop saying we might be done. We're done now. I can't believe that. I can't. Otherwise, man, it would just be a depressing time to be a White Sox fan for the rest of the season to know this team is not just mediocre they're actively bad right now and I don't think anybody in their right minds thought they would be actively this bad right now seven seven sixteen nobody even if you had injuries they I thought they had enough just to stem the tide just to say okay we're gonna be fine until player x gets back but no this team is lost they're playing with no passion um they only score again in this inning in this game in one inning and then look lifeless otherwise. And what they have? Three hits today? Two days in a row, three hits. I mean, you, three walks, I mean, t- two. Tell me. Six base runners. You shouldn't win any game where you score only two runs. Six. You shouldn't win any game when you only score, you only hit three hits. That's it. I mean, yes, Lance Lynn gave up a big time bomb, but only giving up four runs to me. You should be competing every goddamn time, especially if they're the White Sox with the offense they're supposed to have. And so, yeah, it's good to blame, and it's it's a a, a thing to look at Lance Lynn this year and say, you know, Lance didn't have it this year, and today's loss is on him. 
No, it's on the offense for me mostly, and that's what needs to step up for the White Sox. The bullpen today, fine. Keenan Middleton, not as good. But we had Jake Diekman out there doing work. Wow, who, who knew? But I think this offense is the culprit mostly for me of this of this uh, White Sox 7-16 and 16 team, and the main guy being gone, Tim Anderson, is part of that. That's Lance, Lynn, Lance Lynn's ERA went down today. Yes, it did. Um, I laughed when you said it. I'm going to laugh again when you say it now. Um, but I, in the fourth, like we'll get more specifically, and I want to get to the chat as well too in, in a second. But, um, the, you know, Lance was good for the large part, but then you get to two outs, and he's swearing at himself, MFing himself, because he walks Alejandro Kirk, and that extends the inning, and then Belt singles, and then Merrifield drives him home, and then BGO homers to win her money on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, thank you to KPW. We'll get to that later uh, as well, because uh, he called it. Uh, but, you know, that's also on Lance, because the defense was phenomenal in that inning. I mean, Luis Robert in that inning probably makes the play of the year. Maybe Wander Franco makes it 20 minutes later. I'm not <laughs> sure. A lot of great defensive plays. But, uh, again, like, it's – there's – it's just it's it sucks because they 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 didn't do themselves any favor pitching wise either. You know, Lance Lynn could have been nails and shut them down and been that veteran presence that you know was extended over Carlos Rodon. And I know Rodon obviously is injured and hurt, and you know he can't prove how good he is right now. Uh, but still, like you know, the, this team had roads to choose with that money, and they chose Lance Lynn. And right now, they needed a great outing from Lance Lynn. He wasn't great. He showed flashes of greatness. The first inning, second inning were great. Outside of that, he was he was all right. Um, but still, like, it, it just sucks because the team doesn't feel like they're clicking on any end. It doesn't feel like the pitching's going. It doesn't feel like the hitting's going. It doesn't feel like the bullpen's going. feels like the manager really doesn't know how to kick his feet yet. Like For the, mo- for the most part, the defense has been okay outside of that one series in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that lost him, like. That, that lost him Tim Anderson. Though. Right. <laughs> and I want to bring up a little thing about the manager, and I know people are not like necessarily blaming Pedro Gofal for things. The score was 4-2 at the time, and it's right for you to think that they weren't coming back anyway, so it could be academic. But you have Matt Chapman up with uh, Vlad Guerrero at third base. So open first base, one out. And behind him is Alejandro Kirk, who has walked twice to that point and then subsequently walked a third time. It's just more imperative on you as a manager to say, Matt Chapman is having an ass-kickingly great start of his season. Let's walk him and let's take our chances with the slow-footed Alejandro Kirk, who hasn't hit like Alejandro Kirk hit last year. He's seen the ball well as he's got his 14th or 15th walk today with three walks today. But I would much rather go against Alejandro Kirk than Matt Chapman. Those little things... And not only is a rookie manager, he'll learn, are just adding up to this whole team just being bad. So it is pitching, it is defense, it is offense, and it is the manager and, and um, the front office who are messing this team up. And this whole combination of that is 7-16. and 16. That's what you get when you're not on your game. And so for Pedro, I knew we were going to have rookie mistakes, and I think – you can call that a mistake, but I saw that first. I first called that. Pretty, and I was like, "Hey, that's you got to walk that man." Pretty, pretty nitpicking on a night when they get three hits. Yes, no, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's a, yeah. a fair point. I mean, like again, like it doesn't doesn't feel like anyone's clicking. It doesn't feel like you know, like it is a little thing, and you know, it is nitpicky, but still, like I mean, I'm just saying. W- w- let's put it this way: the way that game, fi- you know what I mean? There's always the right. way. I mean, there's always the way yeah. what the scoreboard says and the way it feels. Mm-hmm. That game felt like it was eight to nothing. Oh, when yeah, that home yeah. run, when Bijou <laughs> hit the home run, I was like, I think we all felt game over. 
Right. There's no more scoring by the White Sox. That was our win. There's the two nothing lead and the two ones. Like maybe we can hold that onto that and then get walked off in the ninth. Maybe, but otherwise, when that home run was hit by BJ, I was like, I cashed and this game is over. <laughs> yeah, they definitely didn't lose that game because of that at bat. No, so I don't want to paint it like that for sure. All right, we got to get to the chat because they're on fire. Um, Steven, I, really, Ooh, you got to go back wow. to all comments because you're Damn. scrolling like a, an MFer. Um, we'll get to KPW wow. last. No, this people I know, just there commenting. Is. This is uh, a lot of people. We have a very uh, high chat rate make, today. Make sure you're, you're hitting that like button as well. We do appreciate Thank you, people. it. Um, Twenty four of them already. Hey, we're coming. Yeah, we're we're, we're cruising. We got what. Uh, nearly triple the White Sox wins. Tw- 24 yeah, likes. Over, that's, over triple. That's, that's a like Diane Vicieto number of likes, Herb. Well, there you go. That's a Joe Creedy. <laughs> he killed in uh, Japan. Oh, we're up to 26. That's an Avi Garcia There's 150 right people watching. See, this is the problem. Like, White Sox fans care. They're here yeah. after a loss. Another disappointing Michael loss. Michael There's 150 here. people in here right now. Talking, 30, listening. 34, that's a Gavin Floyd number that, of likes right it, there. And, <laughs> and the White Sox are doing this. For people who want to Thornton? cheer for them, they're ready 38? to. No. Omar Narvaez. Narv, yeah. Narv dog. No, Herb, your point's great as well. I no, just, no, no, no. I'm just no, to I'm fine keep with up with the number. I think Thornton was in his 40s, the number 40, I'm thinking. He was pitching when he was 40. I probably was. Um, but, like, this is the thing. Like, White Sox fans want to cheer for anything. Just, I guarantee we win tomorrow, people are going to be happy as hell. Not, like, over the moon, like, hey, we're, here we come, but, like, for a win, we haven't had one in a long time. Thirty-seven. Oh, it was Matt was Thornton? 30. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was thirty-eight. If in Connor Smith was here, you could tell us. Come on, <laughs> Connor. God, what are you doing? Connor, he is here. He, he is, is here. here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he just name searched him. Uh, the two thousand five Astros. We know them. Uh, they started eighteen and thirty-two. That's all I've got. <laughs> no pressing at the plate and sadness. hundred uh, percent. All right, we got to go to uh, first grapefruit. Uh, this is a, I think, a new person in our chat. Um, Oh, yeah, seen him recently. We really appreciate you uh, joining. Uh, but that uh, cease comment will get you blocked, uh, 100%. That's the only thing that makes me smile in my White Sox watching is Dylan Cease pitching. I like, what, what, I like his fondue uh, image that I, he's got going on there. Very nice. Yeah, yeah very minimalistic. But, uh, Super uh, chats, too. Very oh bright. Uh, but, yeah, what, uh, Grapefruit says, what will Cease bring back if they uh, do decide to trade him? I will cry. I, you'll bring me more Not Not there depression. yet. No. Not there yet. But, but uh, I tell you what, they keep having a uh, – they keep playing like this, and uh, that – Trade deadline conversation is going to certainly skew toward the uh, what do they have to sell, rather, what can they go out and buy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, the guy on the pitching on the mound, I don't know how uh, he might be damaged goods, but he definitely might be sold. Uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor uh, from uh, Tool Time. Uh, his dad's from Tool Time. Uh, wearing my It's Always Sunny shirt, but it feels like a lie, LOL. And, uh, yeah, hey, uh, wasn't sunny today. It was uh, sunny on the south side today. A little bit in and out. Yeah, okay. I, felt I was on the north side. It was it was it was darker there. Um, but uh, yeah, it not not fun. Um, Shane on the usually in the Cubs chat uh, d- is saying uh, he's got a hug for me, which I do appreciate. Usually he is uh, harassing me, but uh, you know he's. I, I think again, it's different than last year. Like last this year, it was a little, little bit different. funny because uh, they had Tony, uh, and, and now it's just kind of sad. Uh, but we got super chats to get to. Um, let's first go to Schwo. Um, who said we should have a CHG tailgate and not show up. Um, so maybe we just do a bar crawl. I think that's what he wants. Maybe another live show at the whistle. Uh, but he's got two super chats. Uh, only scoring runs in one inning of a game is lasting two minutes. Oh, uh, I can read, read that. that. We're not on radio. That's true. He and paid hey, $5 I, for that. Uh, read it. Uh, folks, if you can't, uh, put your real quick. Uh, 
is like muscle? lasting two minutes in missionary, but five seconds in any other position. Uh, Got to deliver in multiple ways. Uh, shake my head. And hey, folks, uh, 50% of men want a better uh, sex life. <laughs> so go to row.co and use code CHGO. Um, and he two also minutes. followed look up and said, uh, Look at Schwoll bragging. Who's, a- actually, <laughs> who's actually a leader on this team? Who's MFing his teammates on the bench in the locker room when they lack after? Side note, I miss Jimmy Butler. I guess Steven Nelson also. Steven, Steven Nichols. Nicholas. I just called you Only Steve. been working over a year now. Yeah. Hey, no, I call him Steven Alexander. You call him yeah. Steven Nelson. Was, that's yeah. fine. One but day you guys will know Change my name. your name. There's so many names in my mind. Uh, Steven Nicholas uh, <laughs> also misses Jimmy Butler and was uh, checking in on us. How many points he's got now? He's over 40. There I can you get go. you the live update. Oh, it's, it's okay. No, um, we need the live update. Buckets. Uh, our guy, Ellie, with two super chats. I'm not sure if he had a comment with them, but uh, appreciate the two super chats, Ellie, uh, and staying up in Israel watching this team for I don't know why uh, over at like in like 5 a.m. Uh, and then uh, Husky Bardo saying, uh, road to 100 losses, boys. And six games out, burn it. Uh, I think it's prove it, but close enough. Um, uh, that should be their new hey, thing. Just no, burn it. Nobody ever said that the fans and the players have to have the same motto. No one, no one ever said uh, no. Uh, that Rome was built in a day. We definitely need the Jimmy Butler update. He went for fifty-six points, Damn. and the Heat came back and won. Whoa! That's yeah, crazy. they were down by a lot in that game. The Heats. Jim Butler. Go. I miss him too, Schwab. Go Miami. I, how, how many, point, how many points did uh, Lonzo Mourning have in that game? <laughs> uh, 100. Um, <laughs> hey, I should have just went right into the Roman read because there is one. Uh, hey, go. uh, let's go back to the, the Schwo thing. Uh, people, uh, don't if you don't last in bed or in any position, uh, hit up our friends over at Roman. Uh, 50% of men, uh, a large majority of our audience, I don't know why I can think of that word, have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying or lasting in bed. And if you want a sec- better sex life, you're not alone. Roman is here to help. They're the digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last lo- uh, four times longer in bed and with men. Uh, who have low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal can help increasing your libido in any position. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing, and if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. There is no waiting rooms, no hassle. It is a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. And if medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly right to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. So, to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to row.co slash chgo to get 20% off your entire first order. That is row, R-O, dot C-O, slash C-H-G-O. Isn't that fun? Uh, Also want to let you know about Shady Rays. Um, Protection for your eyes. Take on the sun. I guess, I mean, I don't know if Roman sends free condoms. I guess they're not really um, offering protection, more just like... uh, Longer lasting, yeah. Yes. Uh, health, they're 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 promoting health. Uh, to take on the sun with gear belts, last I guess sunglasses is kind of health. Yes, right. You're protected. Don't, you don't want to burn your eyes out. Uh, there It'd you go. Be bad for your health. Uh, our friends at Shady don't Rays stand in the, into the sun without your uh, glasses. Well, don't do it with the glasses either, especially during a uh, eclipse. Eclipse. No, good. Uh, our friends at Shady Rays <laughs> have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades. At an affordable price, Shade Ray is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure. That's not all. Shady Ray's offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear as well. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Ray's with confidence because they have your back 
long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself these shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, before we get into the edge comments and our, our guy, Pedro Grafol. Can I say something about Roman? Oh, for sure. We need to send this to the White Sox. At least somebody in their family could be happy about their, their performances. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Because, like. Yeah. 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 Row.co. Their, their men need help. Yeah. They're yeah. over 50%. There's, there's <laughs> a bunch of dudes there. At least 26. I think, like, 75% of that 50%. I mean, 13, at least 13 need better sex. But, I mean, we could probably do that. I mean, like, probably, like, 75% of that 50% is on the White Sox. With the way that they're playing. Um, that joke didn't I, work. I, I yeah, derailed everything. Um, Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, let's, you won money. Yes, I did. If you missed the pregame show, you probably are hanging out in our postgame show. And if you're hanging out in the postgame chat, you probably see our pal KPW. He's our Canadian correspondent. We had him on the pregame show. His favorite Super Bowl is Super Bowl 52. Um, Canada is not an island. It has 10 provinces. Provinces has many islands. Uh, though. You you can name yes it does, but you can, can name all of them. all ten. I can name all of the Canadian provinces. Um, so it was very interesting to talk to a Canadian in KPW, and it is crazy because Canadians I've also learned are psychic. So if we want to go to the psychic part of KPW, uh, we'll play that and then talk about how the White Sox lost five to two because he was right. Uh, let's go to our, our click to picks though. Uh, KBW, you kind of have the full board here because you get to pick a Blue Jay as you are wearing a Blue Jays uniform. Uh, so looking at the Blue Jays one through nine, who's going to have the best day for the uh, the blue and white? I mean, my my heart says Kevin Vigio, but because he's a uh, it's it's weird. I've been to a lot of games last year. He hit a home run in every game before the one I went to, and I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> so. The law of averages says he hits one tonight, but on a serious note, I'm I'm probably gonna go. I'm probably gonna go with someone I didn't even mention, uh, Dalton Varsho. How much money did you win, Herp? Ninety dollars. Boom! There you go. So KPW is psychic, and the trend continues. Every single Toronto Blue Jays home game that he goes to, Kevin Biggio has hit a home run in the game before. I don't. I can't explain it. Herb's buying drinks tonight after the show, too. Mercy. And didn't last year he uh, predicted Lynch to go six shutout innings versus the White Sox, oh. and we laughed him off the stage. He was like, "Get out of here, Canada!" And then it's he was right. And so once I heard KPW, the soothsayer, say that, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get to DraftKings Sportsbook right now and put my bet down." Easy. And so did our guy Steven. Yeah, Nichols. I only made half of what you made, though. I only put five dollars on it. But next time, Connor. Please tell us when you're going I'm to a game. I'm all the monies, the yeah. It, this is the problem, KPW. Now you're going to have me calling you every day. Like, hey, man, you going <laughs> to the game tomorrow? Cool. Kevin Bichio time. Wow. <laughs> Kevin Bichio time. Now you just got to have – now the Toronto Blue Jays need to get KPW to go to every single game. Maybe that would – That would mess it up because – Okay. It's got to be natural. Yeah, it's got to be every other game he can go to. And then Kevin can hit him the ones before that. <laughs> Thank you, though, KVW, my mans. Hey, our, first drink is on me when I go to Canada for you. you first go. Molson. I mean, I mean actually, you. it's for Drake, firstly, and then you. Vinny had you buying rum for everybody. Oh, yeah. I yeah. had uh, buying rum people can't even find at the Jewels. Yeah. 
You have to go to Benny's for that. Mercy. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, Steven's got some illegal stuff that he was telling you about. That it wasn't illegal. illegal. It was just rare. hard to oh, find. Hard yeah. to find. Yeah. yeah. It's Colombian rum. You know, it's also hard to find illegal things. <laughs> I don't know. That math adds up to me. Um, but Kevin Biggio basically put the nail in the White Sox coffin today with a home run to left field. Uh, people were complaining about the pitch selection. I don't know. You look at the pregame. We brought it up. Pedro Griffal saying, we need to play with an edge tonight. And you see in the first three innings, Lance Lynn swearing himself off the mound, making a single mistake, screaming the F word. Clear as day on the broadcast. I mean, you, you see him walking off the mound. They show the little uh, Chiron. Uh, and the, the, they play the little CBS jingle, and Lance Lynn's like, F, motherfuck, F, goddamn, just F, every swear in the book. And you're winning, 2 nothing. And yet he walks Kirk, you hear the same thing, and you know the pitch was bad, right? Right down the middle, meatball. But, I mean, when the manager says, I want you to play with an edge, and Lance Lynn is consistently the guy playing with an edge, did he lose the game, or like I mean, did this team play with an edge? I guess is the real question. Did you see that at all outside of Lance Lynn? Because I saw that in Lynn. I mean, in losses, it's hard to say you played with an edge because it's always going to be, well, man, you lost. The end result is you lost. But my main point with Lance Lynn is that he only went five innings. The same thing that happened previous White Sox pitchers. It's not. Very good for the White Sox to get into that bullpen. And for their starters to only go five innings, which he had another inning, which, what did he throw, like 38 pitches in that inning where it was uh, had 31, tr- I think. Had trouble. It's like, I understand that this is a tough-hitting team, but Kevin Bijo is at that bottom of that order, which I wasn't worried about. Six through nine, even KPW's like, hey, that one through five, formidable. Six through nine, not too great. And so to walk the people in front of that six through nine, and not execute the pitch to Kevin Biggio. It's a hanging curveball right in the middle of the plate. You had him down, I think, 0-2 in that account. The pitch selection was bad, and the execution on the pitch was bad. I'm sure he'll tell you exactly the same thing. You just got to execute better. Four runs doesn't seem like a lot, but right now four runs is beating the White Sox all the damn time. All the damn time. And, Tom, I'm I'm going to be wrong from time to time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not a suicider. I said that 6-9 doesn't look formidable. It doesn't. That man was hitting a 111. Kevin Biggio was hitting a, a buck 11. And, yes, he ran into one, but I could run into that hanging curveball. I probably wouldn't well, hit it 300, 400 feet. Probably hit it like 150 feet. But, I mean, the at-bat before, all he threw him was fastballs and cutters, and he struck him out. Yeah. And, and all he threw him was forcing fastball, called strike. Forcing fastball, foul. Forcing fastball, foul. Change up, ball in the dirt. And what he did was leave a curveball over in the middle of the plate, and he just sat back on it. He yeah. throws him fastball. Maybe that's another foul ball. Like you're right, the pitch selection probably was wrong there. Crap. Yeah, I mean, I mean that selection I don't think was wrong. The how he executed the pitch, that ball was not I supposed to be middle of the plate. Yes, but I think the selection was. Yeah, I don't know. He had, odd. He, had he had four chances to get out of that inning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He got two outs, and then he and he got a big help from Luis Robert Jr. in center field. Who, by the way, the guy has made. This is a guy with a gold glove, and he's made, what, already four of probably the best catches of his career in 23 games this season. He is playing tremendous defense out there in center field. Uh, But Lance Lynn got two outs in the first two batters of that inning. Then he walked a guy, gave him a hit, walked another guy. He's given up home runs. I mean, like, it's... You've got chances to get get out of this inning, and and you can't get out of it. Did Lance Lynn lose him the game? Kind of. You know, he wasn't he wasn't 
terrible, but he wasn't good. He wasn't very good. But what is the margin for error right now? You know, I mean, even if Lance Lynn was good tonight, I mean, we saw that game he pitched in Minnesota where he didn't walk anybody, where he struck out 10 guys. He still gave up three runs on two homers. That would have lost the game tonight in Toronto because the White Sox only got three hits. Last night in Tampa, last night in St. Pete, they only got three hits. The, the, that great game that Michael Kopech pitched in Pittsburgh, they didn't score any runs. Like, this offense needs to be itself. I understand Tim Anderson and Yohan Moncada are hurt right now, but you got seven other guys that are supposed to be everyday players in a lineup that was built to hit and hit a lot. And it's not hitting. It's not hitting. And, and listen, I think we all know we've been over this time and time again because he was out for so much last year. Tim Anderson is so, so important to this team. He's so, so important to this lineup. They, they have looked like this when he has been hurt in years past. And so I understand that without him, they are not firing on all cylinders. But come on, you can't have, you can't have a lineup with a healthy Aloy Jimenez, a healthy Andrew Vaughn, a healthy Yasmani Grandal, a healthy Luis Robert Jr., a healthy Andrew Benintendi, and they only get three hits. Let's, just, let's phrase it this way. They got three hits, but Andrew Benintendi got two hits. And Andrew and, Vaughn and got Vaughan. one hit. Yeah. So two players got three hits. The Andrews. Um, Luis Robert is now four for 44 in his last 44 at-bats. Three strikeouts like a, today. A He's up to 28 on the season in yeah. 23 games. And, and the one time what? he did walk, scored a run. And didn't swing. Yeah. He did not swing once in that at-bat. And to further Vinny's point, I know Zach Eflin's fine yesterday, but three hits off of Zach Eflin is garbage. Same thing. Bassett was not sharp today. He was not. He was leaving balls hanging all over the place Herb, and not that great. And the White Sox didn't attack him where it needed to be attacked. The thing is, it shouldn't matter who's on the hill. It shouldn't. Because the way this team was constructed, the expectations were what this team was supposed to do. And then on top of it all, I'm not even talking about – I'm not – this team was supposed to be a fearsome offensive team. You go back to 2020, they're one of the most powerful teams in, in baseball, right? And then the front office looks at that same team that, that disappointed last year because of health reasons, because of all that other stuff, and they said, no, that lineup is still that lineup. We are, we are confident that that lineup can do all that thing without Jose Abreu. We are confident that that lineup can do everything that we've long believed that it could. We're going to add Andrew Benintendi to it, and it's going to be even better than that. Three hits in back-to-back games. I understand this is a, this is a small sample size. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not, but they they watched this team. But it's getting bigger and bigger. They watched this team do this all last year, and there were good reasons why it did. Right, there was a lot of injuries. They were never played with this full lineup together. All that they watched this team do this all last year, and they said this team. We want that same, those same guys. These coaches are going to get them back to where they're going to be. So far, no, they have not. No, and it's getting bigger and bigger, the sample size. And you look at what the Andrews said this offseason, what they were going to try to work on was pulling balls in the air. And that's what the White Sox have needed to do for years and years. If they want to be that ferocious, monstrous team that they are, they need to be smashing balls into oblivion like we know that they can. We saw Aloy Jimenez run into two of them in Tampa. What were they showing on the NBC Sports Chicago broadcast? That he's out in front of these balls, mashing them. Just crazy exit velocities and just squaring them up. We don't see pulled fly balls. We don't see them seeing these balls like other teams do. Teams, like I've watched enough, we see every 30 team. 
all 30 MLB teams. Like, it just seems like teams try to figure out what the, t- the uh, opposing pitcher is doing to them, and they figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the White Sox have one inning where it all happens for them, where Andrew Vaughn comes up and has a really nice at-bat where Bassett tries to fool him with the EFIS pitches. They don't work. Throws him a real pitch, and he just crushes it 111 off the bat. And Andrew Benatendi, who sees Chris Bassett perfectly fine, got on every single time he, fa- he saw him, uh, drove him in, right? And it seemed like Benatendi, that's why he's a guy who can put himself in the $75 million range is because he is a professional hitter. Um, he understands what the opposing pitcher is trying to do to them. And it doesn't seem like Luis Robert has that understanding. It doesn't seem like Aloy Jimenez has that understanding. Grandal, it, we know he has that understanding. He walks tonight, but again, is his body able to produce like the $72 million catcher that he was signed to be? Um, he he ran, kind of ran into one. He had one that went out to right field, right? I think he pulled a fly ball today. Yeah. But right now, the White Sox are 27th and pulled fly balls. That's not going to do it. You're up there with, or you're right around the, the Miami Marlins who are getting perfect gamed by Spencer Strider and have a ton of contact hitters. I mean, like all of their pulled fly balls are just from Jorge Soler by himself. (laughs) So I I really don't understand what this team is trying to do. Chris Johnson said, oh, we're going to go out and crush the fastball. They don't see the opposing pitcher's fastball as well. Like Zach Eflin, you're supposed to put the ball in play against him. He's supposed to be like Johnny Cueto last year. He's not going to walk you, put the ball in play and try to do damage. The White Sox weren't able to put the ball in play. They weren't able to do damage because they're not professional teams that will try to squeeze the margins so tough for Eflin. And we saw Benintendi squeeze those margins in the last step at that he saw against Eflin. He smoked a rocket 104 out into the gap. But it's just one instance where we see that. It's never sustained. It's never, we're going to knock your starting pitcher out. We saw it with Bassett, but he pulled himself out of the game. I mean, he threw a pitch, got one out to Berger, and was like, oh, I felt something in my arm. And that's how Chris Bassett left the game. Not because the White Sox put him in a precarious position. It was because he couldn't go anymore. Like, the White Sox don't make it hard for the opposing pitcher. Taiwan Walker had an easy day with them. Uh, Zach Eflin had an easy day. I mean, we can go down the list this year. They don't put pressure on the opposing team at all, offensively. So it doesn't matter if Lance Lynn has a decent outing and has one mistake. Because they can't do, they can't do shit. And that's the White Sox post game show for you. And our Edgardo, I think uh, they won one game versus the Phillies in that doubleheader. That's the last time they won that a game. Yes, the near no no, the one hitter. Yes, five straight. And I believe they only had three hits in that game. <laughs> and one three nothing. Yeah, three or four hits only in oh, that game for the that. Sox. I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, but they, you know, yeah, the pitching was so but good. They, they, yeah, they gave right. up. One. You just have to have yeah. <laughs> superior pitching, right? Wow. That, but I'm just saying, ding, like, ding, ding. We have a winner. Three, three hits. hits. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm. I'm and a Jake Berger home run in the first inning. Right. I drove, mean, drove them all in. It. <laughs> and and that's what I mean. And that's what I'm saying is like, what is the margin for error for this team? The last time they won was a game in which the offense did exactly what it did the last the 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 last two days, and the only way they won that game was by throwing a one-hitter, a combined one-hitter. <laughs> Literally. I mean, like, usually you're allowed a mistake. Like, someone's going is, is gonna to make a mistake with Professional over hitters. 27. Yeah. That's why there's been, what, 27 perfect games, and there hasn't been a perfect game since 2012. Right. Like, it's, it's tough to be perfect. And yet the White Sox can only really cause that one mistake in a singular inning, in a singular moment, and then the other guys, you know, just like Hawk used to say, sit back, strap it down, and... Whatever. What else? I don't know how he finished. Don't worry, guys. Jose, come, hey, man, we've had Jose Barrios versus the White Sox, and sometimes he's brilliant, and then sometimes he's Jose Barrios. So 
if it's this White Sox team, he's going to be brilliant again tomorrow. Trust and believe. Better Eagles is going to shut us down. And if my man Gavin Cheats is not starting tomorrow, I'm throwing something. Because I was at the game where he walked it off as Jose Barrios in that doubleheader versus the Minnesota Twins. He sees him well. He get more at-bats. So since the White Sox last win, and I agree with you, uh, I mean, that, that Gavin Sheets swing, uh, center of that in the night sky with that, that Minnesota call, uh, walking him off in, in the seven-inning doubleheader, uh, that's, that was, that's, that's Those are days. what movies are made of. Uh, 2001, man. But yeah, 2021, good times. The White Sox went 3 nothing in Game 2 of the doubleheader. They score all of their runs in the first inning. Uh, then the next game where Clevenger uh, leaves after 3, they score two innings uh, or two runs in the first inning only. Uh, the Rays series kind of had a little bit of different uh, Friday, Saturday. They had runs all throughout the game, which is, hey, a win. That's but then, what we're saying. They competed the whole game. Yeah, right. On Sunday, uh, the fourth inning, they, they had a run. And then today in the third inning, they had two runs. So, that's so a, that that's would a bad be trend. six of their last eight games they've only scored in one inning. Not a recipe. Is that, is that for a better way to put it? Winning because <laughs> it was four well, straight it, to end that homestand. Yeah, this, even yeah. the Lance Lynn one before four yeah. in the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yikes! All right, let's take a break. Um, <laughs> you guys drinking goose? I am. It's one no, right I'm drinking water. Yeah, you're you're done on pop, but you're still drinking beer. Oh yeah, a lot of it. But beer doesn't <laughs> keep you up. No, right. It has probably the same amount of uh, life ruining sugar in it, but you know, it doesn't. You could do actually doesn't spike my sugar. I do wear a uh, uh, was a Dexcom G six doesn't spike my sugar. Boom. That's why I drink it every day. If, if you're wearing a Dexcom G six, G six, drink or G seven, the newer one. Oh yeah, go drink Goose Island. Uh, you G sixers and G seveners. It doesn't spike mine. It might spike yours. So. <laughs> yeah. Herbs Result, not, results might vary. You are a doctor though. I am. Yeah, I put um, one on podcast. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988, and their beer ro- roster includes what Herb is drinking, the 312 Wheat Ale. I believe had a oh, couple yesterday. Oh yeah, nice. was it yesterday? Yeah, when I got home from the show. Yeah, had you a guys uh, prefer bottle cans, draft? I prefer draft if I'm at a place, but then draft bottle, then can. Yes, okay. availability. Can's great at home though. Mm-hmm. A can is great at home. I like a bottle. At Crushable. Home. I like a bottle at home. Mm. Hey, do you not like recycling the bottles? Like, you I'll just tell you like, this: Goose Island three one two tastes good in any uh, receptacle. Mercy. Um, they also have the Goose Island IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, and the fo- uh, Full Pocket Pills. And if you do want to try any of their taps or drafts, go to the tap room uh, on Fulton Street in West Town. They also have the Goose Island Original Brew House on the Clybourne Ave or in Cl- on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. On April twenty seventh and April twenty eighth, we also have the CHGO Bears Draft Party coming. That's up. Thursday. And Friday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, what did I say? No, you, you said, said the dates. Said but I was just oh, pointing cool. out thinking. that it's they're close coming they're, up. Yeah, um, <laughs> this week, Ellie, you can make it. You could fly in. Um, get your tickets now. Uh, tickets are starting at fifteen dollars. I'm not sure how much are left. I know this is a, a hot event. I know we're getting closer and closer to selling out. Uh, so do try to come down. And hey, uh, we do have a raffle as well for some signed merch. I think the Thomas Jones and Mike Dick good, uh, sir, jerseys are signed. Thomas uh, Jones, and, uh, all right. One raffle <laughs> per <laughs> ticket as well. So. That's my that's my Bears era right there, Thomas Jones. He's an actor now. Ba- yes, oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. Ba- Luke one. Cage. Yes, I was watching that, and I and, then, and I and I look, I go. Is that Thomas Jones? <laughs> I paused it and I had to rewind it. Got to get that screen grab. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's Marvel, right? Yes, yes. It's okay. up for debate right now whether it is currently Marvel MCU S- continuity or not. But, but yeah. Marvel Studios, 
Well, again, oh, it's okay. up for it's up for right. debate right now. Dork, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all you dorks, yeah. uh, you dorked out when Gregory Santos had a Marvel. Yeah, uh, Gregory headband. Santos is wearing I am Groot headband today. Guardians three comes out next week, so me and Gregory are going to have to have a conversation about that. Oh, we we thought awesome. we had the picture. Oh, Steven. Oh, come on, Steven. Uh, anyways, it's fine. You're uh, in we'll the middle of an ad read. You uh, can't do it now. now. Am I? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, check out allchgo.com uh, <laughs> if you want to head out to the CHGO Bears draft party uh, and hang out with the CHGO Bears draft crew on the very very important day for the Bears. Um, have you guys heard of the Combat Energy Efficiency Program? We yes. have. You have? Yeah. Well, they're committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. Guys, what does ComEd offer? Uh, energy. That's true. Efficiency. And a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers, customers of all yes. sizes across the territory. If we're going to do this, you need to give me the script. I know. I, I was going to say it. See, and Caitlin, our, our lovely... Uh, and uh, sales traffic person uh, is, keeps saying, like, make sure to include uh, more people on the ad or in the reads. And I keep you forgetting need to, give to us, send give it. us the yeah, it's a, words to say. It's my fault. Um, but I'm trying to include you guys. Uh, ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like HVAC systems uh, for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. How does it work, Sean? An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, and these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately, and each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. Herb, ask me, did I say comed.com slash powering biz? Sean, did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Yes. Schedule it today at comed.com slash powering B-I-Z. Thank you, Comed, for your support, and we appreciate it The podcast will be like, oh, man, no. Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. <laughs> Steven, make sure to edit that, baby. Uh, thank you. Uh, You're stuck right. with us, YouTube people. Well, so, uh, Steven, what's our time at right here? 41? Yeah, 41. All right. Well, we got we got, we got got kind of a little... You had the picture. I yeah, I got, I got the... Oh, there you go. There's Gregory the I am Groot headband. I am Groot, Groot Santos, as we're now calling him. Gregory Groot Santos is ready for next week. Are you going <laughs> to greet him in, in the Groot voice? Maybe. He might like that. <laughs> Maybe I'll walk up with like a little baby Groot mm-hmm. and hand it to him. Are they always hanging in the clubhouse, the bullpen guys, or are they just in the bullpen? Is that where they live? Yeah, they, they get, they they're live? allowed in the yeah. clubhouse. They yeah, got I know dress. they're allowed. But they like, are frequently in the clubhouse. Uh, I don't know if they've brought this up on the uh, broadcast yet, but the the uh, the bullpen got a little uh, upgrade. Uh, the Sox oh, bullpen got a little upgrade this uh, off season. Oh, I thought you meant Toronto. No, no, no at the rate. They've got like a room now, Ooh. so you know how they used to just sit in the in, yeah. in like on a bench and like chain link fence in front of uh, the outfield wall there, and they'd watch the game. Well, you know it gets cold uh, and hot at to- various times of the year, so uh, they've got like a little room now that they can go back in. Nice, yeah, it's good. A little bed? No, a no, bed. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe they're tired. Maybe I mean you know. Maybe the guy knows he's got the day off and wants to take a little... They can just protect night. themselves from the elements. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, the poor bullpen guys. I mean, that, that stadium's been around for 30 years. They just started thinking, hey, maybe we should help those guys out. Well, wasn't it, uh, Herb, 
correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe this has been fixed since, but at your beloved Oracle Park, they forgot to put the bullpens in to the stadium, and so they were the only other field with the down-the-line yeah. ones well, like they had the, at Wrigley. Yeah, it's in, it's in center field now. So they, they fixed that, yeah. and obviously they upgraded them at Wrigley as well. They put them under the bleachers. Yeah. But for the longest time when after that stadium opened, there were only two in baseball. Uh, three, the Rays have the down-the-line ones also that had the down-the-line bullpens. Is it Oakland's? Oakland? I think Oakland I does. Because they have I massive think, foul ball territory. I remember they so did in the 2000 do. series when do. the White Sox faced them. They were down the line, and they had that person yeah. that was watching out for line drives yeah. and such. You're right. Oakland does, too, which is not yeah. surprising. Because it's just a huge cavernous ballpark. Yeah. Tr- uh, piece of garbage <laughs> that they're not even going to try to play at. They're going to be playing at a minor league facility, maybe. They're thinking about oh, in the next couple year. years. Because you still got to build the place in Las Vegas. So they're like, we ain't going to be here. Possums be damned. We're out. <laughs> Deuces. It's just going to become a possum sanctuary. Oh, my God. That would be excellent. Just 30,000 possums just taking over the city of Oakland. They'd have a full house. Just just, uh, possums are terrible. We done bashing Oakland? No, I've never actually been to the city of Oakland. I'm sure it's great. Hammer. um, Hammer. Yeah, MC MC Hammer. Hammer. Oh. He's a super bad homeboy from the Oaktown. Oh, boy. Yeah. I was in the song. Alive. I've, yeah. I've driven through Oakland. <laughs> it seems all right. You can't touch. What do you mean? What? Which oh, song? The I'm MC sorry, Hammer. I don't song. know the lyrics to you. You don't know. You can't, you can't touch, touch this. I know. You yeah. can't touch this. Do you at least know legit two? I do know that one. But that's it. I could go too deep on MC Hammer. I'm about the same. Pray, of course. That's why we pray. Pray. We got to pray just to make it today. Okay. Best of luck. Yeah, that, too that, short. That Look at my guy, Cortez. That should be the White Sox. Cortez knows too short. Short dog out oh, there in too, Oaktown. Of course. Too short. My guy. Blow the whistle. Green Day's from Oakland. Are they? Yeah. Um, Rancid? Rancid's from Oakland? Jawbreaker, I think, is from Oakland. Don't know. The candy? No, the band. <laughs> the band. And they use the, the movie? Mor- they use the Morton Salt Girl for the, their logo. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain once wore their shirt. Fun fact. They're a better band than Nirvana, too. So. Stop it. You have never listened to Jawbreakers. So you don't I, know know. I can already tell they're not bad. Uh, even their bad album, Dear You, is good, folks. Um, all right, uh, let's go to uh, Lance Lynn, just real quick, because there's a little bit of talk about, and Steven made these graphics, so I feel bad when he does work. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the graphics. I'm not going to say we're not going to go to the graphics. Uh, Chris Bassett, six and a third innings. Uh, again, he, he kind of took himself out uh, in the seventh. It wasn't really like the Sox knocked him out. Two earned runs, three hits, four Ks, three walks for Bassett. Lance Lynn, five innings pitch, four earned runs, five hits, four Ks. And three walks for Lance Lynn. And let's go to the uh, the stuff here, Stephen. Let's kind of paint the picture of what we're working with with Lance Lynn because people are talking about the velocity um, and Lance's stuff. I don't know if this is the problem. I looked pregame at where he was sitting velocity last year, and obviously he's coming back from an injury. And Blake Name says Lynn's fastball's velocity is down again. He's not an effective pitcher throwing low 90s. He needs to sit mid 90s with the four seamer to make his other pitches so more effective. Uh, Last year when he was better, his average fastball velocity was around 93.1. Uh, again, great station. Love that station. Shout out to Lynn Bramer. Uh, I know, obviously, Sky Point as well. Rest in peace, yes. But um, right now, he's sitting fastball velocity 92.2. So below his year average, uh, or sorry, his average today was, my bad, 91.1. His year average is 92.2, so a little bit below average. Um, and below average of 2023 as well. Uh, same with the cutter, same with the sinker. But 14 whiffs on 45 swings, 
whiff rate. That's not bad. 14 called strikes as well. He was able to locate a decent amount. Uh, called strike whiff percentage was near MLB average. Um, again, an average outing for Lance Lynn, nothing to write home about. And the real story is the exit velocities. 15 balls in play, and he was hit fairly hard. Uh, 101.9 average exit velocity on his four-seamer. Sinker, 94.3 average. And uh, curveball, 101. uh, That was the Kevin Biggio homer. And the changeup, 94 exit velocity uh, on one ball in play. So he was hit fairly hard today. So, you know, he was able to paint fairly well in the first three innings, and it just pitch selection, location, got to him. I think if he paints all day and he's able to have great command, I think he'd get by and we'd see six innings of great baseball from Lance Lynn. I still think that's in him, and I don't think the velocity is really hindering him that much, but when the velocity isn't there, the the the, the margin for mistakes is just so much thinner. So you're really just seeing that with Lance Lynn, but really no White Sox have a leash right now. Like You, you really need these guys playing at their best. And when, you know, Luis Roberts making a play like that in center field, you need him to hit a home run as well. Like, you just need superstars to be superstars. You need their great players to be great players. And Lance Lynn getting paid $18 million, you know, this isn't great. So uh, you, you want to see him improve, but that's enough White Sox. Well, maybe not. Let's choose your own adventure. You guys want to talk. There was no homers. We were going to talk homer celebrations, but that was if the White Sox hit a home run. They didn't hit a home run today. Andrew Vaughn hit a double that drove in two. So we can either talk homer celebrations, or we could say that until they actually hit a homer. It does seem to make sense. Uh, we could also go into the time machine, mm. go back to 1987, and open some baseball cards. I we were gi- we were given these baseball cards by our guy Kevin Kaduck earlier. By the so duck. I think we probably should go with the cards. Okay, so we got one vote for the cards. We got we got three people here. Steven's got a pack in case as well. So do you vote cards, Steven, or do you vote socks? I go cards. 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 All right, we got three votes for cards. Uh, these are 1987 Topps Major League Baseball, the real ones. Um, 17 bubblegum cards, uh, one stick of bubblegum. The bubblegum is in there. I will obviously eat it. And we can win a spring training uh, trip to 1988 spring training. Uh, you're obviously probably going to be there. So we don't have to well, worry I'm not about you going. Be at, I'm not going to be at 1988 spring training. Well, and this isn't live. live. This yeah. isn't, yeah. Was there... Arizona spring training in 88? Yeah, but those not both. for the White Sox. Oh, okay. was, yeah, yeah, the White Sox are still in Sarasota. Yeah. Um, of course. The prize is up to $5,000. Hey, wow. man, if I win, these some bitches better send me to 1988 spring training. Well, here's the thing. If, if you win spring fever baseball and you get to win a trip to 1988 spring training, yep. does the Topps Corporation need to start like working on a time machine to yeah. send you yes. to 1988 Legally. spring training? Or give me the the difference of making this time machine and sending me back to 1988. I'll take the difference of that if they can't make it. You'll get yourself to spring training as long as they can get you to 1988. Just give me a billion dollars, and I'll find my way back to 88. Do you have a plain three by five piece of paper? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send. As my a matter name, of fact, I address. carry one around with me all the time. <laughs> awesome, yeah. awesome. Uh, no purchase necessary because I didn't purchase these cards. Again, Kevin Kadek shared. This. All right, here we go. Um, Let's crack them open. Now, Hunter DeJesus is correct. We don't have any business talking about home run celebrations, so we're just not not going to do it, folks. Um, it's not our fault. They should hit more homers. All right. Uh, ooh, it's stuck to the card. Oh, Sean's okay. first first out of the box. Who you got, Sean? All right, so I got Rick Shue. He's, a, I think, a third baseman. He's a third baseman for your 
Philadelphia Phillies. And, uh, ooh, it's ew. Ew, the cards and the gum. Oh, no. You got to eat it. I know, but I'm, uh, no, it's all cracking. Here, eat my piece of gum. Is it, did it come off clean? It's 37-year-old yes. gum. I mean, yeah, from 19 should have probably expected that. Oh, it's all hard. Ew. There's so many cards in here. God. Like, I feel like this is a nice a lot amount of cards. When I was a kid, I felt like you get a pack of cards, and it was like, there were like eight, six or eight cards in there. Yeah. This is and like they a all nice were crappy. Yeah. They're all crappy. You all America. get the same ones. See what, see what, see what it's become, folks? This is like a nice stack. Jose De Leon, you would get... Ooh. You get a, a Hosea Kendall one. I've got Lance McCullers Sr. Ooh. here. Who else we got? Guys, this is not that good. Ooh, Andy Van Slyke. How's Ooh. the gum, Sean? It's very chalky. <laughs> I feel like I could eat it. It kind of tastes like candy. It kind of tastes like gum. Ugh. It doesn't taste just that bad. Throw it out. Spit it out. It doesn't taste that bad. It's just more of the texture. It kind of tastes like gum. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> no, I got to generally spit out. But it kind of tastes like um, uh, wafer. Wait, the wafer things. Necco wafers? Yeah, Necco wafers. Ugh, yeah, even worse. As, uh, as long, what do you got, Herb? Pete Rose. Oh. Manager. First baseman manager. Player manager. Oh, Pete player Rose. manager. I've got a uh, former White Sox because this is a Padres card. Lamar Hoyt. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah, recently. Uh, also uh, former White Sox. At the time, he was a uh, future White Sox. Charlie Huff. Rookie, uh, oh, someone has struck gold with the White Sox manager. Tell me who it was, Herb. 1988 White Sox manager. 1987. 87 White Sox manager had to be Jeff Torborg. Nope. Uh, Jim Fergosi. There he is. James Fergosi. Jim Fergosi, White Sox manager card in my pack. There you go. That's the only sock I've got. Former club Paul Allison. Got a lot of giants. I got to drink a beer. Something called Dickie Knowles. Rick Russell. Oh, the whale. Claudel Washington. Nope. Nope. He sucks. Here's my baseball fever thing I'm going to get. Won't win that trip. And Chili Davis. Cubs scapegoat. Uh, Jeff Hamilton. Billy Joe Robido. Ugh. Robidope? All-star and future White Sox, Steve Sachs. And the guy who was named after this player, Darren Dalton. Darren Varsho, named after him. Rest in peace to Darren Dalton, actually. How about that? And uh, yeah, his uh, his dad, uh, Gary Farshow, played for the Cubs also and the Phillies. Anybody good in your uh, pack there? I, I actually got a haul over here. Oh, did I you? I did really well. All That's right, I'll terrible. start. I'll start with a uh, a White Sox I never heard of, Neil Allen. No one has. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I'll get into the good ones now. I got Bruce Bochy. There you go. Uh, that's a bad one. Bill Buckner. Okay, Billy Buck. Sure. We got Mark Big, McGuire. All right, Big rookie McGuire. So wait, do you got you got nineteen eighty seven? Eighty seven rookie card? Is that Hard a rookie? For McGuire first year. You got card. post through the legs Buckner card? Does he have oh, a little Buckner trophy on the card and it say rookie? Does it, it does Buckner have the like is is he on the line with I'm gonna give you the card, I'm gonna one shot. Because like I've that. got I've got a Wally Joyner rookie card here. I haven't gotten the best one yet. All right, who you got? My best one is Daryl Strawberry. Oh. Straw. Straw. Rookie? No. It says all star. So okay. yeah, he so was probably wasn't. Those Mets teams, man. Who won the MVP though? Who? Uh, Strawberry? No. Or good one? Who won the Cy uh, like, Young? Good definitely won the Cy Young. I'm sure Daryl Strawberry won something. You can't even see. So, Herb, when you, get the manager, when you get the manager oh. card, mm-hmm. I got, it comes as a te- with a team checklist. <clears throat> and so since I have Jim Fergosi, I have every White Sox listed here that was in this well, set. Are you that's ready? That's actually yeah. fun. I, 
I got Gene Michael. So we got both. We got, the, the, we got the, both the, sides the, of town. Look at well, that. We got to put these up on the yeah. uh, put these up on the the set here. All right. But here's here are your White Sox from this year. And Neil we'll Allen. Point. We'll cook. We'll see if Herb can name more 1986 or seven 1987 White Sox or teams. Cubs. So we'll see if he can. I know one in 1987 Cubs. First. The MVP Andre Dawson. You can go Sox first. You just want me to read these guys? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever Neil Allen, do. who Stephen has, is number one here. Uh, Harold Baines, obviously. I remember him. Uh, Floyd Bannister. Yep. Uh, current first base coach, Daryl Boston. Ugh. John Cangelosi. <laughs> oh, Cangelosi? Yeah. I'm John Cangelosi. How you doing? John Cangelosi. That's how he introduced himself. John Cangelosi, how you doing? Steve Carlton. Uh, not of the Chicago Sun-Times, Joe Cowley. Julio <laughs> Cruz. Juice Cruz. Joel Davis. Bill Dolly, Jose DeLeon. Richard Dotson. Carlton Fisk. Ozzie Guillen, mm-hmm. Jerry Hairston, Ron Hassey, Tim Hullett, Bob James, Ron Karkovice, Steve Lyons, Officer. Russ Mormon, Gene Nelson, Reed Nichols, yep. Luis Salazar, Dave Schmidt, Vance Law, Ray Searage, Bobby Thigpen, and Greg Walker. Vance Law is on one of these teams, the Cubs or the Sox. Um, Jose DeLeon, do you know who's, who uh, Hawk traded? Bobby Bonilla, away. No law. No. In 1986 for Joe DeLeon. No Lance on my team. Vance. Vance. Law. No, no Vance Law. Okay. Um, I got uh, 1986 leaders and victories. Uh, I know you guys know this top to bottom, so I don't have to quiz you on it. But, uh, yeah, of course. Good. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Yeah. yeah. All right, it's old. Cool. All right. Um, anyways, uh, that's it? Yeah, that's all. That was fun. I, yeah. I had a lot of bad players. You I, ate that I, gum? I couldn't name it. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I got another piece I, if you want. No. You just peel it off I the would give the gum. Rick Burleson card and just... <laughs> Through that, <laughs> I would give the gum a two out of ten. Better or worse, better or worse than the most vile uh, piece of uh, edible, if we could even call it that, product in the world. Circus peanuts. Oh, Ugh. oh, oh! It was circus peanuts is better. Wow! What? Yeah. what? It's, it's thirty. It's forty year old gum. That is literally like biting into sidewalk chalk. <laughs> Do you want to? Uh, Steven's got a piece of gum. You want to put a piece of no. gum in your mouth and see no. if it's better than or worse than no, elephant peanuts? No, there's nothing worse than circus peanuts. Ancient gum, nothing. Um, I I was expecting it to be a zero. Again, I brought up like you know people eat on YouTube MREs from the Vietnam War. Like I wasn't afraid that it was going to taste like bad, but the texture was a lot worse than I thought it would be. It was definitely like dust, but like if there was a lot of rocks in the dust. You know, it so was like, gravel. It was more, yeah, yeah, more like gravel, more like <laughs> dirt uh, than anything. But it tasted like bubble gum, so it was kind of like a, a little candy. It was just like gum in a different way. But I wouldn't. I I like gum in the normal way. Mm-hmm. Gum is in the normal way for a reason. Mm. It's not hard. Mm. Speaking they, of, rocks they don't make it hard for a reason. And ducks and dust. Daryl Strawberry never won a MVP. Good, good. <laughs> Thank God. I, I don't know how I would have slept at night if he yeah. did. Um, we do have two super chats before we go. All right, so one super chat from Husky Bardo. Uh, Lynn for Dane Dunning. All we can do is laugh. No. Yeah, I got to push back on that. Dane lot. Dunning's not even on the Rangers, is he? Oh, he's, he's, he's on the Rangers. I don't been, think he starts anymore. anymore. I'm oh, one okay. of the biggest Dane Dunning fans that ever has existed. That was a great trade. Still will be, no matter what. Yes, I agree 100% in Dane Dunning. Uh, he has been good. Uh, 15 and one third innings this year. Uh, he has allowed no earned runs, uh, but he is pitching out of their bullpen uh, six games this year. Reliever. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a reliever. And the White Sox have gotten how many innings from Lance Lynn? Dane Dunning has pitched over 270 innings for the Rangers, and I, I bet you Lance Lynn has 
has pitched those 271 innings a lot better than Lance Lynn has. Um, let's go to the uh, next super chat. Uh, I mean, that's like the one thing that they didn't do bad. Like that was one of the. It was I. I. I'd push the, the extension for Lance Lynn. I think is a little bit questionable. Mm. A little bit. I thought it was um, fine. But even then, like the trade's not questionable. That was a good move. Yeah. They they won ninety three games because when of that it happened, trade. I'm like, I'm sure Dane Dunny will go on to a nice, successful career. But this is what the White Sox need at this point. And Dylan Cease might not be Dylan Cease if Lance Lynn isn't on this roster. Like Dylan Cease saw Lance Lynn throw that. Uh, complete game shutout against the Royals. Saw how he attacked hitters, uh, whatever, home opener. Um, Saw how he attacked hitters, and him and Michael Kopech were like, wow, like that's something special. Like that guy, you know, really attacks the zone. And I think that we saw Dylan, and, you know, obviously he has issues with walks, but still, like he's attacked the zone more. He's become more confident in this stuff. Michael Kopech has become more confident in his stuff. Hasn't been perfect, but I do think that Lance's presence has been a lot better than what Dane Dunning could have brought. I don't uh, think I don't think any great num- significant percentage of White Sox fans would uh, lament the Lance Lynn acquisition. If anything, that is the kind of acquisition that White Sox fans point to and beg for more of. Yes, that, that was absolutely. a win now move. When you're spending the entire offseason season saying sign. X player X who's at the top of the free agent market, sign player, go trade for player X, an all-star on another team. That's what they did in Lance Lynn. That was that was a slam dunk win now move right there. Yep. 100%. I mean, I, I would slam that button nine, not even nine times. And there's nobody who believed that Lance Lynn, even though his season's not over or even horrible. Four, four games. Exactly. Would have said that Lance Lynn wouldn't be one of the White Sox best pitchers and one of the best pitchers in the American League because he's finished in the top five of the American League Cy Young, what, three of the last four years? Has he been their worst pitcher this year? Uh, Numbers-wise, probably. What's his ERA? ERA is probably the highest, right? Yeah. ERA is now... Of the starters. It went down, which is good. 7.52 now. Oh, well, right. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the It highest. went down .07. And okay. I'm sure that <laughs> that will go down by at least three earned runs by the end of the year. He'll have a four-and-a-half ERA minimum or highest, yeah. I believe, by the end of the year. Uh, Lynn's at 7.59. Kopech's at 6.97. Giolito's at 4.50, and that's why you're nine games under 500. Uh, three of the five have an ERA over 450. Um, final super chat from our guy KPW, and we appreciate his uh, contribution to the pregame earlier. Jeez, I was not expecting that'll wake you up. Oh, how it? do you like it? All of a sudden, you just <laughs> a loud noise. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun, huh? If you've you. stuck around the whole show, that's a great callback <laughs> to literally the opening sentence. Uh, <laughs> Connor said, I'm a glass case of emotions. I'm ecstatic. The Maple Leafs came back to win. I'm pumped. I want some money for Herb and Steven, but damn it, the Sox son. Uh, the Sox suck. Uh, this is the person that joined us uh, on the pregame to talk about the Blue Jays in a Blue Jays uh, jersey, but yet he's pissed the White Sox lost. Hey. Uh, compli- <laughs> complicated thing he's got going on there. Yeah, KPW is a real guy, real a real minch. He's and uh, nice. I don't know why he chose the White Sox or he chose this show. I'm glad that he loves what we do here on CHGO White Sox, but you can give up the White Sox stuff. You already have the Blue Jays. Keep with them. And you already know how it feels to be a White Sox fan. You're a, a Maple Leafs fan. He's Come a, on, man. He, he's a man of my uh, my my ilk. Uh, he's he's young, yep. and what we like is our players and and vibes. And Yoan Moncada was cool as hell when KPW was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching baseball and someone's cool as hell like that, you're gonna latch on. Yoan Moncada hasn't been cool as hell, but he's KPW's so cool. ride or die. No, he's, he's been so here cool for like hell. a full year. Just out a lot. I mean. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been less cool uh, the worse he's gotten at baseball. Um, it was like the peak Yohan Moncada was music video. It's been all downhill since the music video. Um, mm, the curse of disastre personnel. We should look at the record since disastre personnel. I think it's been a disastre personnel. Um, anyways, that's gonna do it for the CHGO White Sox post game show. Sorry, Stephen Nicholas, for blowing out. Your Are you ears. looking through those uh, cards to see if they're gonna be it better? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> uh, I, oh, maybe let's look at the back of the baseball card. You're doing uh, what I do in the, the fridge. I keep opening it, looking for something new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should go get Carmelo Martinez. He had 21 homers. That might lead the White Sox. Um, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm the host of uh, the CHGO White Sox postgame show. We will be with you tomorrow after the White Sox take on the Blue Jays. It is Mike Clevenger versus Jose Barrios, and that game takes place at 6.07, I believe, again. Uh, so make sure you join us here on the CHGO Sports, Sports YouTube channel after the game, uh, around 8.50 or so, because the pitch clock is still great, folks. Uh, Running away with the MVP and, award. And I don't even recognize it. Herb does. Herb was recognizing it with uh, with Chris Bassett today, uh, screaming at him to throw the ball. But, uh, hey, God, what uh, an idiot. you know, all in all, still favor yeah. the pitch clock. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Go Sox, I guess. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.